Hello again. Um, find ourselves, and when I say ourselves, Peter and myself, um, sitting in my little box office, and um, and Peter is not so far away from uh, heading off into various places that he'll be working with Julian and sometimes Rob and Ron McCreeg. And, and to those who are in the in our local church expression, um, some of that makes sense. But I thought for the for the point of clarification and, and also to know and so that we can actually join with them in prayer and support, probably wouldn't be a bad way to um, understand or to ask them and to understand you know what it is that they're up to and, and why they're up to that. Um, just, just to kind of make a, um, a bit of distinction here, we function as an equipping team in our local church. When I say we, Taya, myself, Robin and Robin, sorry, Adrian and Robin, um, and then uh, the the local church has sent or recognised and affirmed and sent Peter, Julie, Robin, Robin Krieg as you know translocal um, to work beyond the local in ministering um, and being a catalyst, if you like, for what Christ is wanting to do in other communities. And so um, Peter is about to embark on some work for a little while over the next couple of months in uh, various places. So Peter, I don't know, just gives an idea of where you're headed, why it is you're headed, where you're headed, and uh, what, what you think that's about. Craig, I liked your introduction because while it seems that we go places, we never go anywhere of our own choosing and we never go of our own volition, we never go on our own. So the Starfish Oz community have called and set aside Robin and Adrian Wookie and you and Taya basically as the mums and dads of the local Starfish Oz community and that's what we call a local work and then there's an extra local work or a global work global not meaning necessarily overseas but anything outside of the local Starfish Oz family and uh, they've set aside Robin and Robin and Julian myself for that and Pretty much I am the pointy edge of much of that. Uh, one of the interesting things is that wherever we go, we, we, we don't just carry practices, but we represent values. And so a practice is uh, a way of carrying something out. And there are many different practices we should be, we, sorry, we could be engaged in in life but they all stem from a common value. And one of the values in the kingdom is that we never look just to our own neighbourhood. Yeah. We never look just to me and we, but we always look outside of ourselves. And so I, I really applaud the maturity of the Starfish Oz kingdom family, that is the house churches that make up uh, a wider network here in Adelaide or greater, greater Adelaide, South Australia, in looking outside of themselves uh, and that means that we, we go representing them and we go on their behalf. Uh, a few of them within that community support that financially, and I say a few because it is only a few, yeah. um, support that financially through contributing to Starfish Oz, but uh, I don't underestimate that because it's pretty much predominantly that that enables us to do what we do. One of the other values that I want to talk about before I talk about the practices, in other words, where, is that as we go, we go not as gurus, not as experts, but we go as mums and dads, or, more significantly at this stage in life, as grandparents. What do I mean by that? Well, out of the seven pictures of the church in the letter to the Ephesians, uh, there's a gathering, there's body, there's workmanship, there's temple, there's bride, there's army, 
Uh, the one that we look at most is that of church's family. And in family, you have mums and dads. In family, you have grandparents. You have kids, you have grandkids, you have cousins, uncles, aunties, etc. One of the things I get asked a lot by people, they say, oh, oh in house church, you, 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 guys, you, you don't have leaders, do you? I say, I beg your pardon? They say, well, you don't have leaders. It's just a very flat structure. Everyone does what they want. I said, well, actually, uh, there was a tribe, Issachar, in the Old Testament, and uh, one of the things that they... or one of the things in the Old Testament it says that the problem was that everyone was doing what they thought was right in their own eyes. Good mums and dads don't let kids do whatever they feel like. And so, no, it's not everyone does what they want. We do have leaders, but the leaders are called mums and dads. And mums and dads exist to grow their kids. Mums and dads exist to see the next generation prosper. So uh, as... Uh, an equipping team with responsibility outside of Starfish Oz, we do the same as you and Taya and Adrian Robin seek to do within Starfish Oz and, in fact, as every couple and person in Starfish Oz does, and that is we seek to raise sons and daughters who will outgrow us yeah. and who will seek to live for Jesus. So uh, a lot of my time, Craig, is spent, uh, the predominant amount of my time is spent in one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, either through Skype, on the telephone, or around a coffee, here in South Australia, across Australia, and around the world, simply believing in them, listening to them, and helping them prosper in their local setting. My goal is not to be in their world, but to help them function in their world as a mum or a dad to the best of their ability and to fulfil their calling. So, for example, with people in Queensland, uh, I may never meet with the house churches in Queensland, but I will meet with the mums and dads that the Holy Spirit has led me to, and I will father them, believe in them, prosper them. I won't stand on their shoulders to get a Guernsey for myself, but I'll put them on my shoulders, which means their hands are all over my face, and I may not be able to see anything. But that's okay. The role is to prosper them and grow them, whether that's in the Philippines, in South Korea, in Japan or here in Australia, and uh, it's very, very exciting seeing people and hearing people ring you back a year later with a concept uh, that you may have mentioned or that, that I may have asked a question of, now running with that in, into, into their lives and their situation. I was just going to say, you know, I like the distinction you make in regard to, you know, your point of contact sounds a little bit clinical, but the person that you're um, investing into as a father is uh, is the main game as opposed to setting yourself up to be the guru or setting yourself up to be you know uh, creating a personality cult and 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 when we're using a metaphor of family it's like the grandparents come to visit the grandchildren and start functioning in the role of the parent such that the child's a little bit confused about who's in charge here whereas the parent um, is the one that's kind of overseeing the household from day to day and uh, the grandparents have brought up the children to do that and it, so it's a beautiful, it's, beautiful picture, It's yeah. so funny you mention that because we were just talking uh, today with an earlier appointment that I had this morning uh, <clears throat> with a lady who's uh, a nana about how when the kids go home, it's a little bit hard for the mum and the dad because not, not because the kids have got away with everything at grandma and grandpa's or in our situation, gramps, but it's when they're at our place, they get 24-7 attention. Oh, yeah. That's such a novelty that, you know, I'm going to the shops, you want to come. Uh, I'm going to the garden. You want to come and help me in the garden? 
uh, we're baking scones. You want to help me bake scones? At home, That it's impossible for that to happen. Mm. And so part of the joy of my life is that when I'm with people, uh, I invest 24-7 into them. Yeah. When I'm at their place, they've got all of me. So I can go away for a week to Queensland and come back and need three days just to recuperate. When If you look at my itinerary in Queensland, it wasn't actually that full, but what it meant is that I was available and investing of myself the whole time and uh, now I just need what we talked about in an earlier podcast, uh, a bit of margin and a bit of rest, a bit of solitude from being around and available to people. T- tell us a bit about some of what's coming up for you. Like I know that there's yeah, some time in Japan and some yeah. time... Well, by the time of... people listen to this, it might be what's behind me. Yeah, yeah. One of the blessings I've got, I've often asked God, why have you led uh, me and uh, or Julie and myself uh, on this journey that we've been on? One of the blessings about having been uh, a pastor in a denomination for 25 or 26 years, and one of the things about having been a senior pastor of what was the largest church in our particular denomination in Australia, having had a staff, having done all the ABCs, attendance buildings, cash flow, having uh, you know led a marginless life for a lot of that, is that I've got street cred yeah, to be right. able to speak into other people's lives. Yeah, yeah. To many people, my life and my current situation is an anomaly. Yeah. In other words, they cannot understand it. So many of them are bemused, many of them are critical, yeah. but when they get to the point where they feel totally frustrated with what they're doing, in other words, we're doing more of what we've been doing, but we're doing it harder and with more energy and more expense, but it's not getting us anywhere, sometimes the Holy Spirit brings me to mind and all I do is go and sit with them and have a coffee and hear them, and at the end they say, oh, the reason we can speak to you is because you've been in our situation, but you're no longer there. Is there another way forward? And uh, it's not my job to go into now how I mentor them and how I start from there. So I find myself uh, working with, uh, and Julie, working with a church in Korea where the senior pastor grew it from nothing, uh, had this dream the whole time of building the church building to die for, the day it was finished, he came across the whole concept of uh, ascending church according to Acts. And it's like a bloke who has an affair. The very minute the act is over, he feels a disgust with what he's done and where he's been. But, but it's undoable now. And, and so for this guy, the very minute the church building, the dream building was completed, he discovered the gospel of the kingdom through Acts, and he goes, what have I just done? Mm. So we're now working with him through Skype, through a visit there and another visit coming up sometime in the next year or two to uh, to look at what it means to be ascending church when you've got all these people living in all these apartments. What would it mean to plant kingdom communities into the, the 30, 40 high-rise stories? Uh, we're ministering to uh, with a couple in Japan who are part of a, a church plant in Fukuyama, and when Robin and Robin and Julie and myself went there last time, we we didn't know what we had done until we got home. And when we got home, uh, my brother over there said, something broke in the spirit when you were here. Uh, we've had new connections. Good stuff is happening. And so we're simply going back at the prompting of the Holy Spirit to believe in them, to, uh, to, to further them, to cheer them on, and to answer some questions that they have, and basically to father them. Yeah. The problem about a place like Japan is this fledgling church plant has no capacity to pay at all for anything to do with our visit. And so I commend Robin and Robin for paying for their own expenses the whole way. And I thank those in the Starfish Oz community who contribute towards ours. The problem with Japan is there are 
two things that are expensive there. One is accommodation and one is transport. And uh, so uh, it's a blessing to be able to, to, be able to do that. There's a, a brother who uh, Robin and I met uh, from Nepal who came to Australia a few years ago. And prophetically, and I can't go into that any further, Robin has discerned that uh, we're to go to Nepal. We're just waiting on, on the right timing. I've already got strategies in place as to where we might lead this brother into the future. And Big Robin has just said to me, Peter, 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 you're getting way ahead. He said, all we've been called to at this moment is to go there mm. in obedience, whether you want to or not, because uh, believe it or not, I fought against going. Mm. Uh, just read smarttraveller.org and uh, Nepal's not a place you probably want to go to. Oh, right. and, uh, and Big Robin said, all we know, know is that we need to go there and we need to be fathers and brothers at the same time to this guy. This guy now also has got other people he wants to introduce us to. Big Robin says, once we go there, we will listen to the Holy Spirit, and he will direct us as to what's next. That's why, Craig, the importance of me with an apostolic calling and uh, Robin with a prophetic calling uh, are really good to travel together. That includes Lady Robin and Julie, because uh, together we bring that foundation of the apostolic and prophetic that it talks about in uh, the end of Ephesians chapter 2 and also in Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, I'm working with some existing congregations and communities, uh, I'm working with some young adult camps, I'm working with uh, Encounter Youth and Nigel and the fantastic work that they are doing and the people that they, they reach. Uh, I'm, I'm going to New South Wales, well by the time you guys get this I will have been to New South Wales where the Holy Spirit directed me to a group of farmers who were meeting around the table once a month for Bible study and uh, the Holy Spirit revealed that these are men who have the keys to the particular geographic area in which they're living. By keys I simply mean that the Holy Spirit has given them the authority to lock and to unlock. I shared this with them. They said, to lock and to unlock what? I said, I don't know. They said, well, how do we find out? I said, firstly, we go away and we listen. So, uh, Craig, you know how I love camping? <coughs> <laughs> so I love camping at the Hyatt, but uh, no, I don't. Uh, so we're going away out bush. I need to borrow your swag. And we're going for three days, and we're just going to spend three days listening to the Holy Spirit saying, Father, through the completed work of Jesus, you've given these blokes authority uh, where is their authority and, and how do you want it carried out? Now, he may not tell us any of that. He may just forge together a band of brothers. I don't know what he's going to bring. Mm. But what a privilege and a joy it is to be journeying with that. And there's a whole lot of other situations from Portland to Mount Gambia to Melbourne, all around the place where the Holy Spirit has uh, connected uh, us with others. I just want to say one last thing on this. As we go, our goal is not to plant little Starfish Oz franchises. Yeah, yeah. What is Starfish Oz? I get asked this all the time. It's simply a URL. It's a website. It's not craigandpeter.com. It's not Robin and Adrian, craigandtaya.com. It's nothing.com. It's Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's the love of the Father. It's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The reason you and I call ourselves an equipping team and you and Taya find yourselves an equipping team with Adrian and Robin and we find ourselves in an equipping team, Julian and myself, with Robin and Robin is simply because of the truth of Ephesians 4, yeah. that God gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So the, the, the outcome and focus is always people's maturity in Christ and whatever we can do, wherever we can go to resource and equip them in that, we will do. So there's so many situations and connections I haven't mentioned, but uh, that's a little insight into my life and work and 
how I spend my time, apart from watching grand designs, playing with my grandkids and going running. And answering my questions, incidentally, I, you answered a question that I hadn't yet got to ask, and that was in relation to Ephesians 4 equipping and the apostolic. But uh, thank you for... Thank you for giving us even just a small insight into what it is that the Father is leading you to do, to labour in, out of that place of rest. I don't know how I'd do this without the Holy Spirit and without coffee. <laughs> Talk to you next time, Peter. Have a good trip.